This feast that we celebrate today shows a curious turn of events. The Redeemer seems to be redeemed. And Mary, who is all pure, presents herself to be purified. In the Jewish law, the firstborn belonged to God. So to fulfill the law, the firstborn had to be redeemed or ransomed or bought back with five shekels. Through a religious ceremony at the time, the mother was purified after 40 days after childbirth. And the beauty of this is that we see they submit to the law even though they were not bound to it. We know Jesus is God. Mary was the all-pure one. So it shows us an excellent example of their humility, the humility of God himself and the humility of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus is offered to the Father in the temple. And offerings and sacrifices were made in that temple every day. But there was never one like this. Jesus would eventually make the ultimate offering of himself to the Father just outside the city walls on Calvary. And the Feast of the Presentation, it's really one, another one of these celebrations of an epiphany of Jesus, of God showing himself to the world, manifesting that he is God in human flesh. He shows himself as the light that has appeared in the darkness. And we notice, through our devotional life as Christians, our devotions always lead us to an encounter with Jesus, a real encounter with him. And this happens today as we ponder these mysteries of the presentation in the temple. Something that we're already familiar with, the presentation in the temple is the fourth glorious mystery of the rosary. And you might be thinking, now wait a minute, I just heard that reading, and Simeon talked about a sword of sorrow piercing the Blessed Mother. That doesn't sound very joyful. Why is this a joyful mystery of the rosary? And when we look at devotion, one of the, one of the mysteries of the seven sorrows of the Blessed Mother is this same event, this prophecy of Simeon. So the same gospel is used for this Mass today, and it's also used for a very sorrowful thing that we celebrate, the Sorrowful Mother. So this feast reminds us that the Lord brings us the lasting joy that only He can give, sometimes through adversity, sometimes through difficulty. And we notice this with all the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. For example, the first joyful mystery is the Annunciation. What a glorious feast where Jesus starts his life, where he takes on human flesh, where he starts to, to offer, him, offer himself for us, where he really starts his priesthood in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's great news that God has now taken on human flesh. But then there's some sadness too. Mary's a girl of like 14 years old. She was betrothed to Joseph, but their marriage ritual was still incomplete. This would have to change her plans. But we notice that God's plan is much more glorious. We know that his plan brings true and lasting joy. His plan brings us a savior. Then we look at the third joyful mystery, the nativity. And even the secularized world joins us in celebrating the joy of Christmas. The savior of the world is born. But we notice once again, great adversity and difficulty. First, we know they had to travel from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census while Mary was about to have her child. 
Then she has to give birth in a stable with animals around because there was no space for them. And then they, right after that, they have, to fly, they have to do the flight into Egypt because Herod is trying to kill the child. And that's actually the second mystery of the sorrows of Mary. Then the fifth joyful mystery is the finding of the child Jesus in the temple. Once again, another manifestation of the God-man himself as a child growing up, showing himself to the world. But before finding him, he was lost for three days. What great sorrow that brought to the, to the Holy Family. So the point of all this is that we can apply it to our lives. Every one of us has something to be sorrowful about. Every one of us deals with some kind of adversity and difficulty. So can we let the Lord Jesus then turn it into a joyful mystery? Nobody went through more adversity and difficulty than Jesus himself. So that makes him the perfect companion for us when we're walking through a life that might have adversity and difficulty. We enter into these sacred mysteries of the Eucharist where the same Jesus offers himself, where we have a real and an intimate unity with him. We call it communion because it is so real and intimate. We don't have to just imagine it, but we are made present to Jesus as he offers himself to the Father. We are present at that sacrifice, that sacrifice of infinite value as he gives himself to the Father. Now for Simeon, that one encounter with the baby Jesus was enough for him. He said, Lord, let your servant go in peace. Nothing greater will ever happen to me. He was ready to go and meet his eternal reward at that point. He knew nothing greater would happen. Now what about us? We're invited into this intimacy of Holy Communion. It's more intimate and more meaningful than what Simeon experienced in holding the baby Jesus. And maybe we've received him a thousand times in Holy Communion. Maybe we've been distracted and taking him for granted. But with the eyes of faith, we can be like Simeon and saying those same words. My eyes have seen your salvation. So how will we, we, we respond in this intimate encounter with the living God?